Eternal Value Entertainment presents. Ties podcast. I'm your host, Ty G2, and welcome to episode numero uno. That's number one for my folks who struggle with Spanish. Yo, I got all three ties in the building today, y'all. Yep, three ties in the building. Let's take a look at the question at hand. How should we treat each other? How should we treat each other. Let's find the answer, guys. Pretty simple question. Let's welcome to the chopping block Academy Award winner for Best Original Screenplay, 2017 Surprise Social Thriller of the Year, budget $4.5 million, turning a profit of $255.4 million, Jordan Peele's directorial debut, Get Out. <laughs> Now, here's a fun biblical tie to this film that I'll let y'all decide about cutting or tying it up. Check this out. Psalm 140, verses 1 through 5 says, God, get me out of here, away from this evil. Protect me from these vicious people. All they do is think up new ways to be bad. They spend their days plotting war games. They practice the sharp rhetoric of hate and hurt. Speak venomous words that maim and kill. God, keep me out of the clutch of these wicked ones. Protect me from these vicious people stuffed with self-importance. They plot ways to trip me up, determined to bring me down. These crooks invent traps to catch me and do their best to incriminate me. I'll let y'all decide on that one. Let me know what you think. I need y'all to follow the Cut and Ties Facebook page and let me know what you think about that. Should we tie that biblical tie up or cut it up? All right, moving on. I'm pumped, y'all. Quick backstory on this film. This movie changed me personally. It actually put words to an experience I had in high school where I felt like this white student was attempting to place me in the sunken place. This nerdy, scrawny white guy was was trying to tell me what it means to be black on the basis of me not knowing one specific rap song. That's just one specific rap song that I wasn't aware of at the time. I'm not going to go into the details of this. That's not what this podcast platform is for. But you can find a well-written article on my website at www.eternalvalueentertainment.com. That's (laughs) eternalvalueentertainment.com. Under the news section, detailing these events in light of having seen the film and how the film revolutionized myself and the way I processed that experience. For those who know me, y'all know that I be out here like a gym rat breaking stuff down. Ah. 
<laughs> Thanks, JB. I thought it was funny, too. Speaking of breaking stuff down, let's get to the ties, guys. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's break down how this works for the people at home, shall we? If you have not seen the film Get Out by Jordan Peele, I need you to stop this right now. Go watch it and then come right back. We'll be here. I promise. Okay. if you've seen the film, listen to this. Thank you for listening. Listen to this. Then go back and watch it again. And then let's interact on that on that Facebook page. All right, because I want to hear your guys' thoughts. But this is such a spoiler free zone. I, it can't be understated, all right? Okay, cool. I did that thing. We're all aware. Moving forward. Now, I need y'all to know who you're listening to. Thanks for listening, by the way. The person you're listening to holds multiple degrees in acting. He's a teacher, an actor, a director, a lover of film, a believer in Jesus Christ as his personal Lord and Savior, and is black. Now, not only is he black, but he is a black man in touch the very black history that current systemic structures have been set up to impede, detour, and prevent him from truly discovering. I was not given the knowledge about this wonderful, rich, beautiful, yet sobering history in my early years of education. It was something I had to go out and get. Normally, at this point, people would say, oh, feel free to turn this off now if any of that makes you uncomfortable. However, I believe one of the biggest problems with our society is that we are unwilling to be uncomfortable. So actually, if any of what I just expressed makes you uncomfortable, then guess what? You're in the right place. Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, JB, let's not be insensitive. But that's me in a nutshell, y'all. Speeding right along, the way this works is through extensive research done by not only watching the film, but also compiling thoughts from five other credible film reviewing sources like The Guardian, The Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Rotten Tomatoes, and Roger Ebert. I have made, developed, created, whatever, three statements, three ties. We'll come back to that in a second. Let me tell you about these articles. I found one interesting consistency between all five film reviews. I'm going to insert a really cliche term here. My apologies. Everything ain't what it looked like. Let me present some excerpts from this from these film reviews to back this premise up. In Mark Kermode's review from The Guardian, he states, Get Out is at its best when hinting at horrors hidden Beneath the genteel facade. Now listen, I had to look up genteel because it's spelled G-E-N-T-E-E-L. Now let me tell you what it means, all right, according to the context in which he used it. To be affectedly or pretentiously polite. Great quote. Thanks, Mark. Another quote from Mary Elizabeth Williams from a Rotten Tomatoes review. She states, form of racism. The kind that's often disguised as peculiar envy reveals something more insidious. (laughs) Thanks, Mary. I really like that one. Here's another one. New way that white people have found to perpetuate the peculiar institution of slavery. I'm going to repeat that one more time. New way 
that white people have found to perpetuate the peculiar institution of slavery. Now, is it just me or is peculiar an interesting word choice describing the institution of slavery? I don't think I'd personally employ that word for describing slavery. But hey, when you look up someone and see their picture, stuff clicks. All right, stuff begins to make sense. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's about right. That quote is from what we got, Brian Telerico. Um, let me hit you with this quote. Unsettling feeling when you know you don't belong somewhere, when you know you're unwanted or perhaps even wanted too much. That's, oh, excuse me. So the quote I just read, that's Brian Telerico from Roger Ebert, all right? I'm going to let the previous quote about the peculiar slavery guy remain nameless for right now. Uh, we'll put that interview, the review, in the link below, okay? Uh, lastly, I got John DeFore from The Hollywood Reporter saying, Two black servants are creepy as heck. Cordial in a zombified, too smiley way that suggests menace instead of hospitality. Okay, have I beaten you enough over the head with this premise yet? Okay, cool. So we're all in agreement that in Get Out, there are clear elements that tell the audience everything ain't really what it is. And I provided legit sources that prove that. You're welcome. Not talking out of my behind? Cool. All right, folks, we got three statements, three thoughts, three ideas, or as we like to say in our Cut and Ties community, three ties that I believe this film is tied to. Please hit me up in the comments section if you disagree. I love conversation. I'm only doing this for conversation. So yes, at me. I'm sure we can find a way to treat each other as human beings in this space of discomfort. Right? Three ties. Number one, the racial tie. Ready for this? Self-objectification disguises itself as racism. Self-objectification disguises itself as racism. Ty, what the heck does self-objectification mean? Guess what? It's not a term I made up. Somebody else did. Self-objectification is when people view themselves as objects for use instead of as human beings. When people view themselves as objects for use instead of as human beings. This term is typically studied in areas by professionals who deal with women, sex, and gender. However, I discovered this term goes far beyond the idea of just sex and gender. That's the racial tie. We'll get to that. Number two, the political tie. Republicans coddle Democrats. You heard it right. Republicans Coddle Democrats. Oh, no. Yeah, JB, they ain't ready. And lastly, number three, straight out of the book of life. Yes, sir. Romans 12, 9. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. All right, we know what's at stake. Let's take a break from the chopping block and uh, pay some bills. Yo, what up, my fellow Thai cutters? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. 
Let me explain. It's free. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. All right, let's get back in and cut some ties. We back on the block. Now let's take a look at this racial tie. Now assuming you're only listening to this because you've seen the film, as I've mentioned, there's this whole element and thing with the black body. Specifically when Chris Washington, played by Daniel Kaluuya, is at the gathering. Now, give me one second. Let me repeat the racial tie because I'm seeing that I'm not repeating it here in my script. So one more time. The racial tie is self-objectification disguises itself as racism. All right? That's what we're working with. Let's take a look at it. Now, there's this whole element and thing with the black body. Right. Specifically, when Chris Washington, played by Daniel Kaluuya, is at the gathering, all these white people are coming up to him, conveying their admiration for him and other members of the black community who display greatness in athletics. But I do know Tiger as well as their desires for his body. White woman asking, is it better? Meaning like sex, y'all. Come on now. Rose's brother, Jeremy, played by Caleb Landry Jones, conveys a terrifying Seemingly playful envy of Chris's physicality at the dinner table scene. I mean, if you really trade your body. I mean, that dude, crazy. Okay, anyway. When Dean's showing Chris the house. My dad lost to Jesse Owens in a track and field event, or the Olympics, whatever. Outran his white daddy, right? We're getting real, real physical over here, guys. Even down to the blind white art dealer guy who wants Chris's eyes. Within Christian circles, people think you can only objectify women. Not true. We can cut that tie. Oh, no. Oh, thanks, JB. My apologies, guys. Here's a rule in the cutting ties community. No cutting ties that ain't on the chopping block. All right. Going back. Guess what? People objectify themselves all the time. The minute you ask, what can I do for you? You become someone, someone's means to an end, whether that's yourself or literally someone else. A tool is a tool because it has a specific function. It does something or produces something. Are you a tool? Is Chris Washington a tool? Do you want to be a tool? I got a better question. Is Rose a tool? What about Jeremy? What about Dean? What about Misty? Hey, Rose, you're pretty. You got sex appeal. Why don't you go use that to draw in the black man? Hey, Jeremy, you're rough, tough, judo, karate, whatever you were doing, young man. Why don't you exert your physicality unexpectedly on the black men that Rose reels in? Hey, Misty, why don't you use your skill in hypnosis to put the black man literally in the sunken place? (gasps) Dean, 
once the black man is completely incapacitated, why don't you use your skills in the surgeon profession and perform the surgery? Why don't you use, why don't you do, why don't you produce, you tool? They are literally cogs in a machine, assets in a system that their family built and that they are profiting from. Self-objectification. Doesn't stop there, though. Mm -mm. What you project on yourself, you project on others. You know, hurt people, hurt people. Guess what? Objectified people objectify people. Bars alert. Quote alert. Hey, listen, I got to copyright it, okay? Y'all will owe me money, I promise you. Listen, I'll tell you right now, I don't know about you, but I ain't nobody's tool. And guess what? When the Europeans showed up on African soil way back when, they were like, oh, hey, look at all these tools we can use to build what we want. They only saw tools around them because they viewed themselves as tools. Everyone else around you becomes a means to an end. And when you see yourself as a means to an end. Oh, excuse me. I'm messing up my line. Let me run it back. Everyone else around you becomes a means to an end when you see yourself as a means to an end. JB, what do we got? Cut it up. (laughs) Chop, chop, y'all. Ty G and the Cutting Ties community have officially cut ties with the idea of self-objectification. We acknowledge that it disguises itself as racism and we don't want to be racist. So we out here cutting it up. I always feel good when I let something go that's been like weighing me down or trying to take me someplace I don't want to go. Moving on. So this political tie. Republicans coddle Democrats. Have this in mind while we engage with this one, y'all. Think back to how traumatizing it was for black Democrats. For black Democrats to learn that Trump had won. Keep that in mind. Now to the scene. Okay, everybody think back to the scene right before Andre Logan, Lakeith Stanfield's character, gets flashed by Chris. Now, Right, he gets flashed by the flashy thingy. That's a movie reference. Let me know if you caught it. Put it in the comment section. Now, think about the hope, okay? Think about the hope, Obama's slogan. Think about the hope that Chris was searching for when he saw Logan at the gathering. My lovely white listeners, pay attention to this. When black people see other black people in a predominantly white setting... It's like a breath of fresh air for us. So he has that hope. He's like, oh, man, shoot. I got this brother over here. What does he say? He says, good to see a good old brother around here, right? Another old brother around here. But then he has this really awkward interaction. And that kind of deflates his spirits, right? Kind of crushes his spirits. Now, let's fast forward to the moment when he's about to take a picture and send it to his homie Rod. Right. But then his flash goes off. Right. And Andre gets woke. 
when we see the light, right? Jordan Peele, you're a genius. Andre charges after Chris and yells at him to what? Get out. Chris begins to back up because he thinks he's done something wrong. He's backing up. He's afraid. He's confused. And he watches this brother get grabbed from behind and pulled away while screaming, yelling, in desperation. I'd say a pretty traumatic experience, wouldn't you? Fast forward one more time to the very next scene. What do we see? Jordan Peele has this great frame, this beautiful picture. Rose is coddling Chris on the couch. What is Rose wearing, Ty? Rose is in a red striped shirt. What about Chris? What's Chris wearing, Ty? Chris is in his blue shirt. Now watch this. It's a red striped shirt. Which party is known for traditionally upholding religious values? The conservative Republican Party, right? Specifically people, or excuse me, especially people who say that they read the Bible like 2 Corinthians, right? Isaiah 53, 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our inequities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we are healed. I know you've had these experiences, but don't worry. Everything will be all right. I know Charlottesville just happened. I know David Duke, KKK leader is running around out here saying Lord knows what. I know police are out here shooting up your boys and girls, men and, and your women are disappearing in prisons. But I'm, I'm here for you. It's going to be all right. Now we know what happens, right, guys? Rose is revealed to be in on the whole thing too. Pretty dramatically, beautifully dramatic. The one who's coddling him in that traumatic moment of his life. Those loving, comforting actions prove to be what? Hollow. We don't need to be coddled. We need to be looked at in the eye. JB. Tie it up. Ha! I'm certain you're all surprised. I am too. Trust, I don't plan this out. This goes as it comes. I don't impose anything. I just process. I think there's more here to discover, learn, and ponder, so I don't feel good about cutting it. Moving on. Now, I got an honorary mention here. JB. Lessons from the dead. Oh, snap. Oh, snippity snap. Malcolm X is in the building, guys. Here's the quote. Here is the quote. Are you ready for this? This is taken straight out of his ballot or bullet speech. What does he say? And the white liberals who have been posing as our friends have failed us. And the white liberals who have been posing as our friends 
have failed us. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your take-home tie. I want you to take this tie home from this movie. You let me know if we should cut that up or tie it up. Is that a tie that Jordan Peele is winking at here? You let me know. Tell me on the Facebook page. Moving forward, straight out of the book of life, we're getting to the spiritual tie now. Romans 12, 9, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Let's think back to the near end of that third act. Woo! Chris Washington is on top of Rose. Now, Rose has just been shot by Grandpa, who became Rose's ex-boyfriend again when he was flashed by Chris's phone, the flashy thingy. Movie reference, let me know if you have it. Okay. Rose tries to go for the gun because she isn't dead. Of course, it's a horror movie, guys. Duh. Chris pushes it away and climbs on top of her. Now, he begins to choke her. Now, mind you, At the beginning of the film, this is the same guy who gets out of the car after they hit the deer and goes to check on it. He seems to hope that it survived somehow. He sees it dead in the woods, and there's such a melancholic vibe and feel to Chris in that moment, displayed beautifully and simply by Daniel Kaluuya, I might add. So he's a nonviolent dude, right? He's he's MLK. He's MLK, but when he gets on top of her, what happens? He says, forget turning the other cheek. I'm X now. I'm about to choke you out, right? And it feels justified. It feels like the right thing to do. It feels like he definitely should kill this milk drinking Fruit Loop in a cup eating white chick. But what happens? Everybody forgets this moment. And I guess that makes me happy because I get to be the only one who seems to have caught it. As Chris's grip tightens and his face gets all tense, what does Rose do? Rose begins to smile. This this woman starts smiling. Now I'm always smiling. That's a movie reference. Let me know what you got. She starts smiling. Why does she smile? Why? Take a guess. Could it be that hate begets hate? Could it be that anger fuels anger? Shoot, could it be that misery loves company? Is there any truth to that cliche? Let's find someone who can answer these questions for us. Lessons from the dead. Uh-oh. The dead speak again. Movie reference. Let me know if you got it. Wow, Martin Luther King Jr. is in the building, y'all. Oh, man, I'm in the presence of royalty. Okay. Uh, okay, what do we got, King? Through violence, you may murder a murderer, but you can't murder murder. Through violence, you may murder a liar. But you can't establish truth through violence. You may murder a hater, but you can't murder hate through violence. Darkness can not put out darkness. Only light can do that. 
Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Okay, so thanks, King. I'm sorry. I got into a little really bad impersonation of you there. But hey, listen, man, I appreciate your wisdom. I wish we'd listen to you like a little more often, like not just January 15th through the 20th. You know, just saying. Seems like you were right on a lot of stuff, man. So thank you. Appreciate it. So Chris, Chris sees her smiling. What does he do? He retracts. He's like, this bee is crazy. All right. <laughs> but in that moment, what maybe struck Chris is, I don't know, this uh, weird notion, this out-of-the-box idea, like, you know, you're crazy if you think this. Like, you're a lunatic for pushing or peddling this idea or this way of life. But I think Chris realized all lives matter. That's right. That's right, I said it. All lives matter. All lives matter. All lives matter. Now, listen, guys, I don't want to sound insensitive. All right. Let me break this down because I realize this wasn't in my original notes. Here's the thing. The Black Lives, Mo- uh, the Black lives Matter movement happens, right? Because at the time, black life is in danger. In a very specific way, we're seeing, we're seeing those who are assigned and positioned to protect us, killing us. On a high level, at a crazy rate. Black life mattered, still matters, in that context, in that space, right? Black v. Blue. In that space, black lives matter. So we can't say, when someone says all lives matter, it can't be in response or seeing the black lives matter call negating all other life. That's not what black lives, that's not what the movement means, okay? It doesn't negate brown lives. It doesn't negate white lives. It doesn't negate yellow lives, pink lives, purple lives, any other kind of life. It's just saying this life is in danger. I don't see y'all in danger. Let me just put everybody on front street that, hey, guess what? We matter because we're the ones being threatened right now. We're the ones in danger. There's that because I know some of y'all probably trying to drop me right now. Let me make this point. The reason why all lives matter are because, or is because, all lives are in danger. All lives lives matter because all life is in danger. I'm going to say this. Think about Romans 12, 9. What does Romans 12, 9 say? Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. I think Chris sincerely stepped away from Rose and clung to doing the right thing and hating the evil he felt permeating his body as he was choking her. 
and evil in him that was confirmed when she began to rejoice and celebrate at seeing the same evil in him that's in her. You guys, listen. At the time I'm writing this, I've lost my cousin to breast cancer. She also lived with sickle cell anemia since she was two. She died at 33. Also at the time I'm writing this, Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba, died in a helicopter crash. Now, Kobe was perfectly healthy. It would seem that the only life in real danger was my cousin, who was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Kobe was healthy. Apparently, homie just came from church. He just came from church, y'all. He was kicking it with his oldest daughter, who was a future hooper herself. Yo, if you don't listen to my podcast again, please listen to this. We are not promised or guaranteed anything. We are not promised tomorrow. Anything can happen at any time. Therefore, I can state all life matters because all life is in danger. All life is susceptible to accidents, to the worst possible things one can imagine, whether it is an accident, something you didn't expect, or something you do expect. JB, what do we got? Tie it up! And you best believe we finna keep that tied up. I think that's really important, but I'm looking forward to hearing what y'all think. Let's go back to the original question. So how should we treat each other? Like all lives matter. Because all life is endangered. And since all lives matter, because all life is endangered, you better sincerely love somebody. Don't be acting like you're going to do something for somebody that you know you ain't going to do. And lastly, treat tools like tools. And human beings like human beings. Check yourself. Don't be a racist. If you think you're not a racist, then check again. Have a conversation with someone from a different cultural background and let them tell you what it's like to be them, not what you think it must be like to be them. Thank you for tuning in to the Cutting Ties podcast with your host, Ty G2. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. Big shout out to my man, Theo Blue and Beautiful Noise Productions. Shout out to my main man, Teddy, for the show art. I need y'all to stay cutting. Don't stop time. We off the block. <laughs>